This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Bingo. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Clip and Roll. I'm your host, Justin Russo. I'm your other host, the unexpected trade leaker guy, Farbad Esnashari. Yeah, I'm gonna call you the scooper. You're Don't the scooper. Scoop in my name. You're, yeah, <laughs> scoop F. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. No, f- screw that guy. I almost said the other word. But anyways, uh, this podcast is being brought to you by Bet Online, Indeed, and Blue Wire. Farbod, we last recorded probably like what, like 12, 13 days ago, probably. It's been a while. It's been a while. What have you been up to? What have you been up to in your spare time? Uh, I got a PlayStation. Same. And just a lot of work. A lot of work in PlayStation. Uh, just a lot of PlayStation is how I'm reading into that. No, I barely, I've barely been able to play it. All I want to do is play Spider-Man right now. I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> so you, all you want to do is play Miles Morales, huh? Dude, that thing glitched. So I've only played twice since I okay, got. Okay, I haven't played it. I haven't played Miles. No, this Morales, isn't a spoiler, ahead. but like right. my console glitched out so hard, where I was like, "What the f is going on?" Right, like I turned it on yet last night, and then like the game wouldn't. The game just froze as soon as I turned it on. I was like, "Okay," and then I tried to turn off the console. It wouldn't turn off, so I had to unplug it from the back, turn it back on, start playing Miles Morales for like ten minutes. Then Miles Morales just starts moving on his own for like five minutes without me touching the controller. I'm like, okay, like don't know what's happening here. And then I tried to turn off the console from my controller and it wouldn't do it. So I had to hard reset it again, turn it on again. And then some shit happened. And I was just like, I was like, it was like three errors in like 30 minutes. And I was like, okay. Uh-oh. But I you was told to put it on re- reset uh, rest mode. Like I was told by uh one of my technician friends that runs fighting game tournaments, like some of the biggest ones, he was saying, don't put it in rest mode because there's some errors. But if you go straight into rest mode after Miles Morales, it could potentially break your console and you may have to send it in because it happened to one of their directors too. What? Yeah, don't put it in rest mode. That's crazy though. Like rest mode at all or does it depend on the game? Uh, he said just don't do it at all to avoid it. I'm just... Okay, I'm see, I... 
I don't ever put mine in rest mode. I just shut mine off. I got no off switch, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, have you watched anything interesting lately? Mandalorian. Okay, I've also kept up to date on the Mandalorian. Good man, good man. I also just recently finished the seven-part limited series, The Queen's Gambit, on Netflix. Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend was really into it, and I was like, "So it's about chess?" Oh, it's so good. And then I was like, "I'm gonna go watch wrestling now." <laughs> no, no, no! You should watch it. It's so and good. Everyone on Twitter keeps raving about how good it is, and I was like, "Yeah, but have you seen Randy Orton though?" Okay, first off, listen to me. I won't steer you wrong. Watch it. I promise you, it's seven hours. If that, just watch it. But have you, you won't regret seen it. Seen. Randy I don't Orton. care. I don't care about Randy Orton right now. I'm tired of his. He's like 42 years old and getting another title right now. I understand he's having a really good year and a very interesting year. I just Are you going to watch today? What, Monday Night Raw? Yeah. I'll probably just fast forward through it. Do you want me to just tell you what happened? No. Okay. What, you want to ruin it for me? Yeah, you ruined my life. Okay. I mean, that's fair. You're ruining my time from Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, shut up. Secondly, no. All right, so today, the big news on Monday, November 16th, is that the Los Angeles Clippers have finalized their coaching staff for the 2020-21 season. They announced today that associate head coach will be Dan Craig from the Miami Heat. Farbon and I have talked about him in depth a couple weeks ago. Uh, One of the other assistant coaches is Kenny Atkinson, former Brooklyn Nets head coach. Farbon and I also talked about him. Also joining them on the staff are Chauncey Billups, Larry Drew, and Roy Rogers. They are the main group of people that are on the staff. Also, in the assistant coaching uh, ranks will be Brendan O'Connor and Jeremy Castleberry. Jeremy Castleberry is a good friend of Kawhi Leonard and came with him from Toronto and was also in San Antonio with him. I believe they were high school and college teammates or just college. Do you know? No, I don't know. But I do know they kept Natalie Nakase, which I was happy. They did. I was going to bring that up. So they retained Jeremy Castleberry and Brendan O'Connor. They were on the staff last year with Doc Rivers. They they retained him. Player development coach is Sean Fine. Assistant player development is Chad Bell and Natalie Nakase. And the reason that's big is because there were a ton of Clipper fans that were hoping Nat stayed on, and she did. Andrew Greif broke it on LA Times, uh, of the LA Times, broke it today on Twitter. That sent people into a euphoria just because everyone likes her and how she's been with the team since 2012. So it's nice to see that, that kind of camaraderie and uh, like, like that kind of legacy being built. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just hope that sooner or later she gets to move up through the ranks. Cause at some point it's hard to move up on a certain team. And I know a guy like uh, John Yim, who when I used to be a Clippers intern, he was a video intern and he went straight up to assistant video coordinator, head video coordinator uh, with the Portland Trailblazers, like literally the next year. So sometimes you you do have to just do what's for you and move to another team. Right. Uh, when she began with the Clippers, um, she began in 2012. She began an internship with them, working under the team's video coordinator. She then worked her way up into assistant video coordinator. Um, she uh, was an assistant coach in the summer league for the Clippers. 
And because of that, because of her as being an assistant coach for the Clippers in the 2014 Summer League, she became the first woman to sit on the bench as an NBA assistant coach. That's an undeniable fact that happened. She was also an assistant coach under Casey Hill in the G League in 2017-18. And uh, in 2018-19, she got promoted to a player development assistant coach where she is currently in right now. So... For she's been in this role now for going on what will now be three years because of counting this upcoming season as a third season. Um, I think after this season, I think she will be bumped to a full assistant coach, assuming that Dan Craig and or Kenny Atkinson and or Chauncey Billups all move on to greener pastures for their own gigs. Like you never know. But also the other news, player development coach Dante Jones was hired. Remember him? I remember that man. He, I interviewed him once, where he told me he didn't think uh, lo, lo, he thought Lob City just wasn't mature enough. I remember. And so he was I, with the Clippers. Yeah, he he was with the Clippers in uh, 2015. Uh, he late January he gets signed to a 10 day, and he stays with the Clippers after that. If you remember, he was the guy who got fined on the Clippers for bumping into Draymond Green during a post game interview. Oh, he is? When he was with the Clippers, yes. I... 2015? Was that the... Oh, that was the year we forget. Yes. I forget. I, we don't talk They're about They're all that. years that we forget, to be honest. No, like 2019, we like that year. I did like that 2019, year. But we, we don't remember 2020, and we don't remember 2015. What even happened this past year? Do you know? Because I don't know. Spider-Man came out. Spider-Man came out. All right. Also in the news, so the Clippers have their their coaching staff finalized. It's done. We're two weeks away from training camp reportedly starting. Clippers have their entire coaching staff filled out. That is awesome news. We know who the coaching staff is. Now we have to move on to the transaction stage of the NBA because things are coming fast and furious, Farbod. There's trades that are being made. Free agent decisions are possibly being made right now. The draft is on Wednesday. Like, things are insane. Never before has so much been fit into so little, in like such a little time frame, right? So everything's being condensed. Something else and then you realize it sounded like an innuendo and you're like, I got to correct myself. Yeah, I kind of had to. (laughs) It's We can't put a PG on this podcast somewhat um the news that came out today from casey johnson um who if you people don't know who casey johnson is he is a bulls insider for nbc uh, chicago um he said today that the bulls plan to not issue a qualifying offer to chris dunn uh the point guard per sources he then said the clippers are among several teams expected to show interest in the soon-to-be free agent guard what I will say is I do know that the Clippers expressed interest in Chris Dunn at the trade deadline. What I do not know is how much it would uh, command, how much he would command on the free agent market. But what are your initial thoughts on a Chris Dunn signing? Like, take the possible money, just just the player. So I was, you know, in the middle of googling the words K I R K R I S for Chris. Man, I am off today. K-R-I-S for crisp and Krispy Kreme came up and then I got excited. Then That's I, a new problem. Yeah, now I'm on Chris Dunn. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, It's like the same kind of thing I feel. I just want another shooter. Like, If we're going to get a point guard, it's got to be a shooter. 
he can play good defense and stuff, but like, I just don't want to have another repeat of guys going going cold from deep, and I kind of just want more legitimate threats from deep. And he is not the good shooter. Um, and if we're not going to get a good shooter, like to be to be honest, I don't know if I'd rather just have playoff Rondo, but I don't mind Chris Dunn. So I actually tweeted my thoughts on Chris Dunn today. Um, and here, here they are. I'll just spell them out to people so that I don't have to come up with new ones. Uh, if the Clippers do sign him, I think he is a solid acquisition for the role that I think he would have on the team, which is a 15 to 20 minute per game guy who can defend at an exceedingly high level. He is an A-plus defender and arguably should have been named to an all-defensive team in one of the guard spots. I, I will fight anyone who disagrees on me saying arguably there. I think I think he should have probably been named to one. He also can operate as a secondary ball handler and a very good driver in bench lineups. My main concern, which should be everyone's main concern with him, is how would he work in lineups because his shooting's not bad. It's god-awful. He can't shoot. It's not a good shooter. He has no gravity as a shooter. However, the one way that I think Ty Lu and staff can remedy that is to have him be an off-ball cutter, which he can do, but didn't do enough of in Chicago because it wasn't asked of him enough. So Ty Lu and company would need to do that. The dumbed-down comparison I gave him would be a little bit similar role to what Matthew Delavadova had in Cleveland under Ty Lu, but obviously Delavadova was a far better shooter. However, this is more so in the context of a bench guard who can be relied on to do the small yet impactful things. Because the two things that the Clippers missed on their, missed on their bench uniform, as we both know, they missed a point of attack defender and there's someone who actually wanted to drive to the basket. And he does both things well enough to help them. And I don't think his lack of shooting would kill a bench lineup that, say, Landry Shamit, Chris Dunn, Lou Williams, Jamichael Green, and then whoever else as the fifth guy. Like, I think they can, like, the spacing is enough to allow him room to cut. So, I like, I'm intrigued by it. It's not like this, oh, my God, this is such an amazing sign. But it's a sign that would make some sense. Just want to let you know there's Xboxes available on Sam's Club if you want an Xbox. You don't even want to talk about Chris Dunn? I'm Chris Dunn about talking about him. I I I really hate you right now. So you just don't want to talk about Chris Dunn. <laughs> I think I agree with you. <laughs> agree with you. Just tell me that was good. Just say Chris Dunn talking about him is good. Just say that and I will continue. It was fine. That's not the first time I've heard someone just all right. Um I mean I, I have largely the same kind of assessment you have with him. But his fit is something where I'm still kind of like I'm under when I look at what they need. I don't know if I necessarily think of defense at this point because like, yeah, PG, Kawhi, Pat Bev, like you have the defenders, just your system kind of broke and you had bad offense, which led to bad defense. Like I just need better offense or I need someone who can help bring up the assists for the team. I don't I don't know if I necessarily need another defender who can't really shoot but that that may be just me twenty twenty has already shaped how we work and it's almost over 
Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore, total visits. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So I want to ask, do you want to talk about the Lou Williams thing? Hey, are we are we on uh, the air? Yes, we are on the air. Oh, I thought we were on a break. No, we're not on a break. We're we're on the air. Because oh, fine, I'll just mention it real quick. Uh, Draft Express in their latest mock draft on ESPN.com Insider, Jonathan Gavoni. When you get down to the Dallas Mavericks at pick 18, there's a little blurb in here that says, however, several teams are exploring making a trade with the Mavericks involving this pick. With the Clippers and Lou Williams being a popular choice around the league as a potential trade partner. This does not say that the Mavericks have offered the pick. This does not say the two teams have talked. This just said that around the league, Lou Williams for the 18th pick is a popular choice among people around the league. This doesn't mean it's going to happen. But let me ask you this real quick, and we'll move on to, to other things that have happened today. Would you trade Lou Williams for the 18th overall pick? Nah. Okay. I would if they had something else uh, cooked up. I think it's something that you do to get an asset back because you, you're devoid of draft picks and it's another young player that you can have who you can build for the future with or package potentially in a trade. Um, and I also think it matters. For instance, if you're trading Lou Williams, it means you're giving someone else a bigger role. And I don't know if that's Landry Shamit. I don't know who it is, but... It, it's intriguing from that point of view. And I, I just, I think I would be fine with it. 
The only way I would accept something like that is if it was a part of a bigger deal to get like a Drew Holiday or a Chris Paul or something, but that's not happening. So Let's I'd rather that. I'd rather not give up the guy who's for the most part pretty reliable in the regular season, especially in this season where you know like it's going to be such a janky season and guys are going to get COVID or guys are going to get sit out or it's going to be all discombobulated. And you're going to want somebody who can at least get like 18 points a game when everyone is out. And he's, they're going to like, I'll bet you almost anything that they're going to be in a situation where they're going to be like, damn, we're going to need to rely on Lou because nobody's playing today. All right. You brought up Chris Paul. You brought up Drew Holiday. Let's talk about him. On Monday, Early in the afternoon, the Phoenix Suns acquired Chris Paul from the Oklahoma City Thunder. They acquired Chris Paul and Abdel Nader in exchange for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, and Jalen LeCue, and a 2022 first-round pick from the Phoenix Suns, which I believe is protected, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's Chris. Chris Paul's now in Phoenix. He went from OKC to Phoenix. So in five years, he, or uh, four years, actually, in four years, he's gone from the Clippers to the, to the Rockets, from the Rockets to the Thunder, and from the Thunder to the Suns. So, which is actually interesting. He stayed in the West, Western Conference the entire time. That's kind of funny. Um, he gets closer to L.A., which I had heard rumblings that his wife and his family did want him closer to L.A. So Phoenix is closer to L.A. It's a one-hour flight. No big deal. The other news from today... The New Orleans Pelicans, and this happened about, what, an hour ago, as or an hour and a half ago prior to our recording? The New Orleans Pelicans have sent Drew Holiday to the Milwaukee Bucks in exchange for a package, this is from Andrew Lopez of ESPN, in exchange for a package that includes Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, three first-round picks, and two pick swaps. Uh, that's a lot. However, there was reporting that it is sounding like Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to sign his Supermax extension in the coming days, which is a real coup for Milwaukee. And now you have Drew Holiday, Giannis, Chris Middleton. That's real good. That's really freaking good, man. So those are two point guards off the table for the Clippers. What are your thoughts when you saw these trades come down? Well, the Chris Paul one, I immediately thought like, holy, like, holy crap. Like, well, firstly, I was asleep and then I woke up and I was like, what? And then I went back to sleep. Um, and but it was just it's interesting because it, it makes Phoenix scary. To me, I, I, they're no longer the butt of the joke anymore. Um, you can't really dunk on the Suns the way you used to. Uh, and I think it's a good look for them. I'm curious to see what happens because you already saw what he did with the, with the thunder. So the Suns have a better roster than the thunder did. In my opinion, they just always, they just had such a losing mentality. Like they always had some decent players. They just had a lot of losing mentality once they would get hurt. So I think that's a, it's a tremendous pickup for them, for the Pelicans. It like, that is like, the Paul George deal for Drew Holiday. Like they gave up a lot. And I know, um, I know Boston had interest in them. I know. I know Danny, Denver did. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I know Danny Ainge had reached out to a couple of the Celtics players about like, well, what do you think if, you know, we, we get Drew and we have to give up these guys. 
without you know giving too much specifics but ultimately nobody nobody could hold a candle to what uh they just did with the pelicans in milwaukee like that is a hell of a deal for the pelicans and the bucks have to win now type thing one more deal and then i'll circle back to this uh robert covington got traded from the rockets to the blazers for Trevor Ariza, a first-round pick on Wednesday, and a 2021 protected first. Um, circling, which is interesting because that brings up the James Harden stuff, but we, we're not going to discuss that right now. Circling back to the Suns and Chris Paul real quick, the reason that's interesting to me, and I know this is the Clippers podcast and whatever, but the Clippers played the Suns four times a year, so we do have to talk about this. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, DeAndre Ayton. That's a four-out lineup with a rolling big. That is a tough team to play, man. That's going to be tough. While their depth isn't insane, it's still like that. That's not going to be an easy team. That might be a five or six seed, maybe a four. I don't know. No, nah, I don't know about it. I mean, I I want to say I don't know about a four, but like I have such little faith in this season being a regular season where things are going to go according to plan like i i really think this is going to be a, a wonky season but well we off, know who's not going to be a top four seed the houston rockets yeah off the top of your head you'd like to think the top four are lakers clippers nuggets uh who was the four last year rockets the five was okc so yeah shoot six, lakers, clippers, six and nuggets. seven six and seven were utah and dallas who should be up in that range and obviously there's the warriors I think that I think that to me, the two teams you need to worry about the most or I thought you needed to worry about the most in terms of making a big move was either Dallas or Golden State. Uh, well, there's Dallas, still time because the draft yeah. is Wednesday for Golden State. <laughs> Dallas is, you know, one player away from, oh, crap. And Golden State is one good player away from being like Steph Clay and another good player. Um, I I still think you need to watch out for them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep on them, but one of those two should be the number four seed in my opinion. So my question for you, and this is about the Drew Holiday trade, Eric Bledsoe and George Hill are going to New Orleans. Well, New Orleans has Lonzo Ball. They have Josh Hart. They have a couple other players. You know, they have draft picks on Wednesday. This isn't a team like this is a team that's young. They're, they're, you know, uh, Brandon Ingram had a good year. Lonzo Ball had a good year. Uh, Jackson Hayes is a, is, is a good young player, but they trade Drew Holiday and, you know, they get back Bledsoe and George Hill. I don't think they keep both. I think they keep one. And if they keep one, I think it's Bledsoe. And that kind of makes me wonder like, okay, so, so actually rather than saying who they might keep, let me ask you this. If they're to trade one of the two, which of those two would you prefer on the Clippers? Um, the issue is that I did not look up their stats from last season off the top of my head. That's so fine. I want to give you an uneducated answer. Off of my gut, I could say... who? Just tell me who the better shooter is between the two. George Hill. By how much? A lot. George Hill shot 46% from three last year. I believe he actually led the league. That's pretty bonkers. Uh, then I might have to say I want George Hill between the two. I think Bled is I mean, Bled is fine. Like looking at what he put up, 14, 5, 4, 
and didn't he get <clears throat> all defensive honors or no? I don't remember. He might have. I think he did. I think he got like a defensive team honor. I think he got okay. You're right. He got second team all defense. The year prior, he was first team all defense. George Hill is also very good defensively, for what it's worth. So I don't think you could really go wrong with either of them. I mean, George Hill, I think, fits a little bit better in terms of what the Clippers need. But Bledsoe would – there be no issue with Bledsoe. Like, if you have Patrick Beverly, who's all this hustle and everything, so is Bledsoe. So. Okay, I'm glad that you brought up the shooting aspect because I do want to talk about this for a second. Shooting does matter, especially in this version of the NBA. Um, over the last five seasons, so since 2015-16, uh, George Hill is a 40% three-point shooter. That matters. Um, solid rebounder, solid passer, smart player. Uh, just uh, And here's the other thing. He's played, with, he's played under Ty Lue before, so that, that would help. If you're talking at contra- about contracts, George Hill's contract runs for a year less and for considerably less money. So this upcoming season, George Hill's due $9.6 million and then $10 million after that. Eric Bledsoe's, Eric Bledsoe's due 16.9, 18.1, and then 19.4. Uh, and I believe that last year is actually partially guaranteed on Bledsoe. Yeah, the last year of Bledsoe's deal is partially guaranteed, and the last year of George Hill's deal is also partially guaranteed. So it's not like you're tied into these contracts longer than you need to be. If I had to pick one, as much as I liked Eric Bledsoe on the Clippers, I think I would take George Hill for his fit on this team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. It's, it's interesting. I, I put out a tweet today saying, if you want if, to the fans, if you want upgrades, who would you want for each position realistically? Um, some of the answers I got were for point guard Van Fleet and Rondo. Uh, another one said Rubio. Another one said Dinwiddie. Another said Drew. Another said Dinwiddie. I have breaking news. Hmm. From Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Milwaukee is landing Sacramento's Bogdan Bogdanovich in a side and trade deal, league sources say. Yeah, Milwaukee's going in, man. I respect them a lot. I respect them so much. I think, you know what it is? I think they know, like I know, that... Harden's going to Brooklyn and they're not they're they're trying to make sure they can compete with them. I mean, yeah. Maybe that or or honestly, it's to keep Giannis happy and it sounds like he's signing the Supermax is, is what's going on. You know what though? I like Giannis. Like I do too. I like him a lot. I I I dislike a lot of top players. Like, they all give me easy reasons to dislike them, a lot of them. But, like, Giannis is really likable, man. Like he's That's a, a nice dude. dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. And they all wrestle each other pregame all the time, which is cool. So, like, I like Giannis. Their starting lineup, by the way, if you're, if you're looking at what Milwaukee's starting lineup is about to be, Drew Holiday, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Brooke Lopez. That's their starting lineup. That's a really good starting lineup. That defense, man. Their defense, they were the best defensive team last year. So they're like, it's, it's crazy to think 
that they might actually get better on the defensive end, maybe? I think everybody's back to believing in the Bucks. It's amazing what can happen when, you know, you don't actually see Mike Budenholzer coach. Wait, who's their coach again? Mike Budenholzer. Oh, he's still their coach, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, honestly, if this like, if this wasn't a weird season, I could see them getting seventy wins with this squad. If it wasn't the season that we're in right now, yeah, yeah, I could see them getting seventy wins with this squad. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just a crazy. It's a almost cursed again. It's a crazy bleeping team. Um, their depth is going to be hurt, but who cares? Who really gives a crap at that point? Anyways, as far as the Clippers are concerned, Farbod, we're going to know more news in the coming days. So I kind of just look at this almost like we're going to have to record probably on Thursday. You might might have to get young Garrett instead of me, but we'll see. Oh, you mean the guy who's about to get married? His name is just Garrett. You said younger. We need. Okay. Hey, real quick. Congratulations, Garrett. Seriously. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. Farbad's happy for you, even though he won't say it. Did you just call so, me Farbad? Yeah, because you are bad. You know what's funny is I called, <laughs> I called him the next day and I was like, so he told me he was going to propose to her. And then I called him the next day and I was like, dude, congrats. And he's like, for what? And I was, I was like, what? And he's, I was like, did I call the wrong person? And he's like, for what? And I was, he's like, oh, because I got married? And I was like, yeah. Jesus. <sighs> the Bucks are trading Dante DiVincenzo, Ursan Ilyasova, and DJ Wilson in the deal to the Kings. Those are some fancy names. Yeah. Those are like Dante DiVincenzo and Ursan Ilyasova. Like, those guys give my name a run for its money. You do have a good name, though. Esnashari. Not when you're in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. This got dark. <laughs> good grief, man. Um, I've been stopped like almost every time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not, we're not going down this dark road. Oh, boy. Um, you got anything for the good people? We, need, we always finish with a movie quote now, and I, I need you to finish with a movie quote. Um, violence <laughs> isn't the answer. No, no, no. But no. sometimes, stop, stop, is. stop. Have you ever seen Heat? Yeah, but I don't remember it anymore. All right, I got it. I got it. You had me at hello. <laughs> no, what? No. Well, that's a good quote. No. Okay. So in the movie Heat, uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino are sitting down at that diner and they have that conversation. And it's one of the greatest scenes in movie history just because it's two titans. Like at that time, seeing Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in a film together, like that was unheard of. Was that like seeing DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in a movie together, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Smart ass. Um, They're in this diner talking... And De Niro 
tells De Niro is a bank robber and Al Pacino is a detective chasing him down. And they're in this diner. De Niro gives one of the best quotes, which is, quote, don't let yourself get attached to anything that you're not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. That is it's a great quote. Is it did you just not going to talk about the quote? You had me at hello. Okay. All right. Uh we'll be back in the next couple days, or at least I will, while Farbod's paying his PS5 and ignoring everyone. Um everyone take it easy. Uh COVID cases are spiking. Please, 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 please stay safe. Wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands, please. It's not getting better. We need to do better as a society. It starts with you. It starts with me. We got to do better. Um, Everyone stay safe. We'll see you all next time. Take it easy. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for the LGBTQ plus community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for help. rcahelp.com slash podcast.